Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. All right, let's get it started. You know, the sooner we get this done, the sooner we're out of here, right? Doesn't really work that way, but uh, it sounds good in theory, if not in practice. Joining our panel this afternoon, as she does most Fridays, a Reverend Dr. Sherry DeNovo, Minister at Trinity St. Paul's Center for Faith, Justice, and the Arts, and the former NDP MPP for Parkdale High Park. Sherry, good afternoon. John, it's wonderful to be back. It's a beautiful day. It's always nice to have you on board. Carlene Nation, media strategist at One Nation PR in Toronto. Hi, John. Happy to be here. Beautiful Friday. It is, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. Well, nice to have you indoors here. Yes. Happy to be here. Michael Giles. He's been in government, well, just uh, forever, an eternity. <laughs> Federal, <laughs> provincial, municipal, currently the exec assistant to Councillor Michelle Holland. How's Michael? I'm very good. I would dare say I'm not anything other than good after all those introductions. <laughs> wow. Well, you know, been in government at all levels, and uh, it's just like, you know, they can't shake you from some type of public service. But, you know, public servants do come with a cost, and... Uh, Sherry, I'll start with you because I know the NDP platform had talked about really retaining a level on CEO salaries and things like that or, you know, uh, managerial levels as well. Doug Ford recently, as one of his first orders of business, actually froze uh, levels of public service pay, uh, mostly executives. But now he's also named Dr. Ruben Devlin, former CEO of the Humber River Regional Hospital, as his new point man to uh, address hospital overcrowding and find efficiencies in the system at a a pay package of roughly 350,000 per annum. Money well spent? Well, let's put it this way. I mean, the NDP uh, had a platform that no uh, uh, CEO of any government agency should make more than 500000 so it's under that cap. I think more the point is, uh, the question will be for his supporters and for others. You know, he pledged to get rid of hallway medicine. He pledged to do something about frontline staff. He said, you know, you, when you go to see a doctor, you don't go to see, see a bureaucrat, you know, at the Ministry of Health, and they are, many of them, well-paid. Um, so... As a very first act to do this, it's just it's just strange. Why not hire more nurses? Why not put more money into frontline care? Why this? Well, it's possible that uh, this is one way of identifying the issue that you need more nurses. You've got somebody who's in a position, knows the business, and he's auditing it. He's conducting that kind of a a case study. Uh, am I wrong about that, Michael? Well, no. I mean, there's the, the issue of optics always comes into this kind of thing. You have a former. Uh, president of the Progressive Conservative Party of Ontario. You have, you know, somebody who was on the campaign team. And, all. and I would say those kinds of things, and this may surprise people when I'm about to say next, those kinds of things would be a major liability in this kind of appointment. The only issue here is that, and what makes it uh, different from the others, is the name Ruben Devlin. This guy is obviously well qualified for what he's doing. He's been a hospital CEO. He's managed the whole transition over to that incredible hospital on, in Downs. It used to be Humber River Regional and Finch and uh, the 401, or 400 rather, now it's over in Downsview. So he's obviously extremely well qualified for what he's being put in place to do. And you know what? Frankly, there's hospital CEOs who are making seven to $800,000 a year. Deputy ministers make about $250,000 a year. Uh, it's a reasonable remuneration package. Again, the optics are always a thing in a situation like this. 
But Doug made no secret of, of the fact that Ruben Devlin was going to have this job. You know, and I think that's key here as well, Carlene. Uh, he was uh, very, very emphatic when he was even running for the leadership of the Conservative Party. And then subsequently, uh, he was running in the general election. He kept bringing out Devlin's name. This is what I plan to do. And he was emphatic. So is this really a problem? No, it's not. Absolutely not. As long as you have someone highly qualified, being paid a reasonable salary for uh, the job that he's going to be doing. There's no problem here. And there's also no problem in Doug Ford uh, putting a halt on salaries uh, in the public sector until they, they've completed the audit to find out where all the, all the debts are and where all the monies are and what's happening. Uh, it's a good bit of time to allow them to find out what's happening with the government and to have this audit process completed. So there's absolutely nothing wrong on that front or in appointing uh, Dr. Devlin. I mean, the next thing that he, the Ford government will be looking at are the Lynn's and to see where these bureaucrats getting paid big monies and they have very little to do with the delivery of health care or the the the, the 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 numbers of beds in hospitals and all of that that's the next level i think you'll see some cuts so the next shoot to drop yeah you agree sherry the lens they're uh, something that we ought to look at they're problematic uh, they are problematic i mean you need something there but uh, the way that they have been set up is is has always been a problem um and just to michael's point i i just would point out that uh, that sadly one can say that some deputy ministers make more than 250,000 in in the Ministry of Health, they make twice that. So you know, at least one of them does. So I mean, again, uh, is there so is, is there some room there to to look at who's being paid? What? Yes, but I think the the critical problem is hallway medicine. The critical problem is frontline staff. Sure. And so, just really from a public relations standpoint, Michael's right. You know, that that close to the Conservative Party, but to do that as your first first order of business in the healthcare realm. Nah. Uh, well, you know, after, after cutting, uh, re- remember nobody's the, you know, getting the cut. Nobody's getting fund. nobody's well, getting cut. Sherry It's just putting a halt on salaries until they figure out what's happening, and it's a reasonable thing to do. And then you've got a doctor uh, who understands the pain that doctors in the province have been feeling for the last five or six years. They've complained about it incessantly, and I think not without merit. Would you say, Michael? Well, I mean, there are issues definitely with respect to the uh, the fee for service model that we use. I mean, I, I go to a doctor who's part of a, a health maintenance organization, and you know, which is the H famous, you know, well, HMO, and essentially, you know, they're given a global budget. They operate. There's five or six doctors. You know what? I could not ask for better care. You call. You know, literally, you're in the next day. I, I, I hear people. Oh, you got to wait a week and a half. Now I'm in the next day. So I guess what I'm saying is, yes, there are issues with respect to remuneration for doctors. Uh, having said that, you know, there, Dr. Devlin hopefully will look at some of these other models that are effective in other places because the fee for service uh, model that we have right now, strictly upfront, is is a, is it's a massive consumer of health dollars. Right. Okay. I doubt that he will look at that. I, I think he'll go more in the other direction of you know, and the fear is of privatization of of because certainly and 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 you know, of course, doctors do wonderful jobs. And nobody's faulting them. And this past administration had a problem in its communications with doctors, no doubt. But we do remember healthcare came into this country in Saskatchewan with a doctor strike that an NDP government put an end to. They actually broke the strike of doctors by bringing in foreign 
foreign trained professionals. Interesting point in history, but um, but we you know again the, the the consumer of healthcare should be the patient is the one that we should be really concerned about. And and again, it would have been, sure. been nice to put them. The first. thing is, we are paying for certain things right now. If you go and get a particular eye exam, you have to pay for a certain service. There are a number of different things that we're paying for right now. So would you the have a problem if that were expanded? Let's just uh, well, say it's going to be expanded. Well, it's going to be because inevitable. we cannot we cannot keep things the way they are. Taxpayers cannot pay for everything in the healthcare system. So how would that it's work? It's a fallacy to say that everything is free. No, right I understand. Now. I understand. There's so clinics you go gonna, to, yeah. blood work, blah yeah, blah blah. We're going to be paying more. But and if more. Doug Ford were to, and I don't know how uh, much of a political liability this would be, because it's kind of the third rail in uh, Canadian <laughs> politics. You know, you talk about privatized medicine or some kind of a user pay uh, system. But if he were to expand that, let's say, and if you've got the means, other people would be exempt from that. But every time you visit the doctor, you know, for a checkup or whatever, 10 bucks out of your pocket on, I, on top of, of an OHIP. One of my doctors, I pay a fee every year to see this specialist. Right. I pay. I don't. I'm happy to pay to see this doctor because of the t- the, the the particular type All of right, care so I it's receive. A, it's a shift in the paradigm. Uh, yeah. Would, would that it's, work? It's, well, yeah, I mean, I yeah. I, I mean, fundamentally, for me, universally accessible healthcare is a, is. I wouldn't even say it's it's something that we have as a privilege as Canadians. It's something we have as a right. Uh, you know, if you look at the United States, where they have private healthcare system, it has some of the highest administration costs in Most the world. Most expensive in like the world, beyond anything imaginable. It's like twelve to fifteen percent of their money goes into administration because doctors are sitting in offices filing with Humana and this and that, all the different. Day. So the administration costs are very very high. Uh, having said that, you know, I, I I just don't. I've never philosophically believed that we as a society need to have a two tier healthcare system. Because no matter what anybody says, that's where it's going to end up. Where if you can afford to pay to get a certain level of care, you'll get it. If you can't afford it, you'll do it. You see that in the United Kingdom. Yeah, but don't you think doctors would be willing to work a little more uh, in terms of, say, requisite hours, plus they can top up their salaries? Well, but most doctors now say they're working almost the maximum number of hours they can. They, you know, they, they have a lot of patients and everything else. So what what's going to happen? How will that model work? Will you take the doctor out of the publicly funded office that he operates in and move him across the hall into the private office where no, you know, people nobody, wait? And, and, I mean, no, I, that's a, you know. that that scenario is not happening. We have to understand that it's we have this pay system, pay component already in place. Put certain, it by, certain, by the liberals, certain, by the way. Certain uh, yeah. patients who can't get the services or the operations on a timely basis here are being sent down to the U.S. for certain services. That's being picked up by the government. So the government, as it is right now in the healthcare system, they're paying for certain things and they're not paying. Well, the taxpayers are paying for everything, but certain things are being paid for above and aboard what's right. already well, there, delivered. There may be a requirement to ease the pressure on the system, and we'll see what uh, Dr. Ruben Devlin comes up with on his search uh, in his three-year gig there for 350000 per annum. When I come back, Doug Ford, uh, he ran afoul of the Prime Minister yesterday. Uh, let's see how the panel reacts to what was said. And going forward, when uh, we've got this refugee crisis that's being, well, we're confronting here in the city of Toronto and uh, Canada in the broader context, uh, if there are some ways of alleviating that pressure, too. In a moment, we'll get back to it with our panel, Sherry DeNovo, Carleen Nation, and Michael Giles on The Oakley Show. Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. We were very clear on the campaign trail that we wanted to uh, draw from his expertise in the healthcare field and that his job will be reaching out to others throughout the world, uh, in particular across North America and through Europe, uh, to see how we can best uh, advance our healthcare practices.